0: And here's part two of my life between lives session. In this episode, I'm sharing with you the part of the session where I am now on the other side. In part one, I left off leaving a past life. We went through the death of that past life. And now we are after that death and in between lives. And this episode will take us into that experience.
1: You are now fully in a soul state, directly connected to your highest consciousness, and now are you ready to move on? Yes. And do you feel a pulling or a pushing sensation?
2: I feel like I'm being tugged at like a 45
1: degree angle upwards. And if you look down, can you see the earth below you still? Yes. Are you able to look upwards? Yes. Your soul knows where to go. Describe to me anything that you see or feel.
2: You see the
1: universe, bright light,
2: but it's still far in the distance. It's not a star, it's, it's like what separates this dimension from the other dimension. And as I get closer to it, I'm moving a lot faster like speed of light As I get closer it's like snapping me towards it like a rubber band or screenshot to finally reach that light and now it's very very still it's very still what's in that light? just a white room it's like so silent it's just white. light couldn't even call it a room it's just a white space that's where I go to
1: wait for my guide What happens in that white space?
2: It's just like a waiting room. It's weird because my guide was with me. I saw him when I was watching my body. But then as that light and that pull took me up towards it, he wasn't there with me anymore and now I'm waiting for him again
1: in that space. Is there something you're supposed to be doing in that space while you're waiting? No, just waiting, but my guy likes to make me wait. He has a sense of humor. That's the only reason he likes to make you wait is a sense (laughs) of humor?
2: Yes, it seems that it's something we do to each other. I make him wait in there, he makes me wait in there. It's almost like a
1: thing now. How long is he gonna make you wait?
2: Not long, I see him. Now, gosh, he's got a lot of people with him. <laughs> well, he's leading the way.
1: <laughs> and do you know who these people are? I feel like I will soon, but they just look like outlines. And do you recognize this guy Yeah, it's Jason. And what does Jason say about waiting? He, he like he points to his watch. <laughs> it's so funny. It's a it's just a joke. <laughs> yeah, but he's got such a big smile on his face. So ask Jason If he does, indeed, have another soul name. He says that it's Zedia. Z-E-D-I-A? Yeah. And ask him why he goes by Jason then.
2: Because it would have been too hard to
1: remember back then in my dream. So ask him if he is your main spiritual guide. Yeah. Says number one. <laughs> and does he have an entity or a representation of several? Yeah, there are several that show up behind him. So ask Jason if you have a main spiritual guide, which is him, and all these other ones are behind him, do they work like under his direction? Or do they each have a particular space that they help you with? Yeah, he's adamant
2: about, no, they don't work under him. It's working in conjunction with, he just sticks around the most, almost like a a wedding coordinator. (laughs) He is there to make sure that everything and everyone works well works together and oversees the operation especially because he seems that he knows me the best
1: so ask Jason is this how all guides work or just him? does everybody have a main guide and then other guides in conjunction with them?
2: he says that for the most part it's the same but some people need two or three main guides or coordinators or planners at a time. He and I have been working together for long enough where we could just be him
1: and work efficiently by himself. He goes with your soul from life to life to life? Yes. And what does he call you when you're in soul state? Hmm. It sounds like
2: Sudhi or even Sudia. It feels like it may even be some sort of like soulmate feeling with him, which is sort of
1: signified by the closeness of our soul names do you have a role that you are in when you're not incarnated in the physical it feels like I'm actually not meant to know that okay can Jason tell you how advanced your soul really is what do you do on the other side
2: it feels like we study together I believe that he's like my teacher He teaches me. I came into this life this time because there's something else that I had to learn as part of the studies. What was it you had to learn in this lifetime? I'm hearing patience and perseverance. Our lives were like the last life where the perseverance had to follow pretty traumatic events
1: whereas in this life it's learning perseverance with the more subtle events. So ask Jason is your life on track this time? And he laughs that I even asked that. (laughs) Why? Um, Because
2: I should already know that everything is going according to plan and that with him by my side, it's gonna be on track.
1: So what else is there for you to do in this life?
2: Right now there's a need to remind people that spirit guides exist and that each one has a spirit guide. It's important for people to know that because that knowledge will allow them to do work that will help advance their souls.
1: Ask Jason if that's the reason that Laura and Jerry came together in this life is to do that.
2: A lot of it is to remind me
1: of what I'm here to do.
2: So that I don't have any doubt. It tells me that once I'm once I know something for certain, he's such a jokester. He says it lights the fire underneath me. Despite my last life, okay. Uh-huh. But he says it lights a fire underneath me and it helps to propel me. He so says I'm a, I'm a force to be reckoned with once I set my mind
1: to something. So is that what this session is doing? Is lighting that fire under you?
2: Yeah, by helping dispel any doubt that I might have in what I'm doing in my direction and all of it when I'm receiving
1: everything. Ask Jason what I can do right now in this session to expel that doubt and light that fire even more. He says I
0: have to remember who and what I am. In this part of the session, I come to realize that this powerful feminine entity that encompasses a warrior spirit is actually my higher self.
2: He's referring to a, it almost looks like Shira, princess of power, like this strong feminine warrior woman on a pegasus, but just like shining this light, it's like reminding me that I'm a part of her, that she's a part of me and how much stronger I am. I doubt myself too much. I don't give myself enough credit. I worry too much about what others think, but it's like I have to channel this princess of power <laughs> to, to really help me light that flame. She keeps saying to me, remember who you are. And who are you? I'm wearing, like, armor of some sort. It's almost like I look like her, but my armor is similar to hers. I think she's my higher self. I don't know. There just feels to be some sort of warrior strength. It's hard to tell if it's, like, a past life where I was really able to embody that or if that's something that I am on, on the other side. I can't tell.
1: Can you ask her or Jason? Oh, it's both. Mm -hmm. So I have this warrior
2: side to my spirit on the other side that I had to
1: bring with me to a life before.
2: I need to channel that into this life.
1: And how does that happen?
2: Just by feeling the energy from my
1: higher self infuse into my chest area. And I take it that this light and this warrior spirit even after this session can continue coming into your body into this current life.
2: Yeah. I have a feeling that she's not going to go anywhere. So she'll be with me. Very good. She, she seems pretty satisfied with the information I'm getting She knows I could be getting it clearer. There's more potential for stronger, better communication between me and
1: my guides, not just with her, but my guides. And how can you establish this better communication? Just having that consistent meditative practice I used to have. So do they mean to sit and be still or are there other ways that you can meditate also?
2: This should be walking again in nature. So walking outside is an option, but the best way is to sit still and silent.
0: In this part of the session, I wanted to ask my guides if I was receiving messages from them clearly and as I had expected. So, looking for validation in regards to when I do my readings.
1: Is your spiritual experience of meeting your guide and what you pick up on in the Claire's, is that correct? Are you getting it right when they send information? Yeah. Jason's laughing. Why is he laughing? Because I already know the answer to that. (laughs) The answer is yes. (laughs) Did you address what you're learning in this life? Besides having
2: patience and... Perseverance. Yeah. It's about not having doubt, and I don't know.
1: They won't let me know anything more, right? Now. I feel like there's more, but I can't be told that yet. <clears throat> okay. So how well do you follow your intuition? i said better this life than any of the others. And is there a way that they can tell you now that you can enhance that more easily to where you can follow closer to a hundred percent? Just show me sitting still again.
2: Meditation is what opened me up in the first place. I think that's why I need like to go back to it regularly.
0: In this part of the session I had wanted to find out about a dream visitation that I had rather recently with God. So I was looking for some confirmation and validation and perhaps some explanation as to why I had that dream.
1: Okay, so ask them if it's possible that you really did have a dream that you visited God and who is God? So Jason was like,
2: yes saying God is everywhere God is everything I saw the word creator it seems like this entity in my dream was meant to represent God but they also say don't misunderstand that even though this entity isn't God per se we were all sparks of God of source. So in a way, it was God. But it had to be shown to me that
1: way to have a more profound lasting effect. Ask them if there is a real entity that is God like earthbound people believe there is up there.
2: He says kind of saying that God is the name that people gave to what they knew to be the creator of all things but over time the word God just became too limiting even source is becoming too limiting the divine is coming too limiting because this creator of all is within everything it cannot be contained to just
1: one word is there a entity or person that sets up all the synchronicities in someone's life that makes things happen for an outcome
2: that's decided by the soul who's going to incarnate their guide if they need, they can enlist the help of these other entities whose job it is to help plan these lives and how they
1: work together.
0: In this part of the session, Jerry asks my guides about manifesting.
1: Okay, so ask them why is it that when there is a desire for an outcome that sometimes a human can work and work and work on it and it never happens and sometimes they have a desire they think about once and it manifests. The problem is that that oversimplifies things. What people don't remember
2: is that when things don't work out there's a reason for that so many things within that map or that it looks like almost like a map or a web of all these different lives they affect other lives which affect other lives by the time it reaches your life what you were hoping to be the outcome may be totally different and then sometimes everything happens the way it's meant to or choices are made that when they finally affect you, it allows you to I think those air quotes manifest what you were hoping for. But he says you have to remember that when you're here on earth, it's easy to be focused on one thing that you think you need or want. Whereas, us on this side, the other side, we can see all the intricacies of everyone's decisions and how they affect you. And so what may seem like something that isn't working is in fact the way that it's meant to be based on all the other choices of those around you. He says it's important to remember that because of this, we are also connected, so connected, and our actions and our thoughts affect not only ourselves but those around us, and those around them, and those around them. So what we hope to happen for us, we lose sight of the fact that insight of how it will affect others since you have to go back to what your plan in life is what you're meant to be here for for this life and what you think you need may not correspond with what you're meant to do or be here for and so to get out of that trap of wishing and hoping and wanting for
1: something that isn't meant to happen and mm-hmm. vice versa it goes back to trust. How would one know if it's meant to happen and to keep working towards it or to surrender to it and give it up?
2: He says that you'll notice the pattern when you feel that you need something or want to do something and it happens rather easily and everything lines up and all feels aligned and it's meant to happen. But if you find that you're starting to expend too much energy into making something happen, and it just isn't happening, and it's not meant to
1: happen. Okay.
0: In this part of the session, Jerry asks my guides for me why I have an affinity towards mermaids.
1: Ask them if they know why Laura is so connected towards mermaids. Jason says that it's actually where we go for
2: recreation. There's this, it feels like a dimension. Not so much a planet, but a dimension that we get to go to, where we get to swim around. It does not feel like it's on Earth. It's elsewhere. So it's where we go to have fun and, and relax
1: and have, get some R&R. And when you are on earth, is it possible for you to go there to rest and rejuvenate? He says that I do. My soul actually goes there a lot.
2: He says that's why water is so good for me, because it rejuvenates
1: my soul is this a place where many many people go is that why a lot of people love water since for us it looks
2: a certain way other people can go to dimensions that look similar if they want to water seems popular though because on earth it's a much more limiting experience with water it's kind of like a a tease for our physical bodies where we have to hold our breath or learn to swim. we can't just swim freely. We have to be conscientious of needing air or of having the right equipment. So because of that, going to a dimension where we don't have to worry about any of that and we can swim and be in the water really it appeals to a lot of
0: souls. in this part of the session jerry asks my guides a bit more about mother nature and the state of the planet
1: so if this is so that water appeals to so many people and it's so important ask them why now especially in our area of the planet that water is at such a shortage and there isn't any. He says that it's
2: has nothing to do with our love for water. He says that it, it's the few, it's, it comes down to money and greed. On the planet, it's not given priority. It's the few that have the power to make these decisions that are making the wrong ones for
1: the planet is that why our planet is basically showing everybody that it it is in control it's not
2: so much a matter of control it's just more of a matter
1: of rejuvenating the planet has to fix itself so is this area of the world going to get more water that humans need this winter?
2: I see rain, but I don't
1: feel like it's going to be here.
2: It almost feels like a, I see a rain forest where it's getting a lot of water. But I don't I feel like the answer is you no, know, it's not yet.
0: So in this part of the session, I have Jerry ask my guides why I feel this homesickness towards England, a country I have actually never been to, but feel such a strong longing for or homesickness for.
1: Okay, so ask them if they know why Laura in this life is so attracted to England. Um,
2: Jason and I... A life together there. So, England reminds me of him.
1: A life together. A, a life together as two humans? As two humans, we were brother and sister. And it was a good life does that mean that that was one of his last lives on earth once he's a guide will he come back and be a human again he says
2: no way not for him that was his last life it was meant to be
1: a happy one because that's the last one that we incarnated together with so is laura on her way to being a guide and not come back in human form or is she coming back Like I said, she's an overachiever. She'll be back.
0: In this part of the session, we talk about dogs on the other side. And lovingly enough, my passed over pets, Buddy and Cody, were there to visit me.
1: Since you're there and you've got all these guides around you, Is there a place that dogs go to? It's funny you should say that. I just saw my dogs at my feet. Really? They do. They they came for this occasion,
2: but they don't stay in one place for long. They like
1: to run and roam. So they can go anywhere they want to up there? Yeah. And how is Buddy and Cody doing? They're good. Do you want to say anything to them? Yeah, lots of pets. I love them. I miss them being around in their physical bodies. And what do they say to you? They say, well, we're still there. We're always there. And they give their approval for any puppy we are getting. Are you okay with them now? Are they done to where they can yeah. go or stay? Yeah.
2: We're good because we're always here. So even if we're done talking, we're still here. Okay.
0: Now, in this part of the session, Jerry asks for me what my grandmother meant in a dream that I had with her where she told me that she wasn't going to be visiting me for a while because she was moving up. So I was looking for some clarification in regards to what she meant by that.
1: So, what did Laura's paternal grandmother mean when she said she was moving up? So, Jason's saying that there
2: are layers. There are layers to the work that we do, the work that needs to get done. And at that time, that my grandmother was there visiting me she was still in that space of soul rejuvenation is what I But then after that I mean, it was time for her to move on to the next layer I guess it was time
1: for her to do her work whatever her work is on the other side so in her having this work and moving up is that why there's no contact with the physical anymore
2: yeah that's why she didn't come in my dreams she still leaves signs but she needed to
1: allow me to release her too and did you? I feel like I did Can you ask Jason if it worked if you freed her? Yeah, he says, Yeah, you're good. (laughs) Alrighty. So ask them if it's time or if you need to meet your council of elders. It seems like I don't need to. Because Jason's saying that
2: everything's going the way it's meant to and doing a good job. So. There's no need to see the Council of Elders
0: at this time. Now, even though I didn't get to meet my Council of Elders, I did want to take this time to briefly explain who and what they are. The Council of Elders, they are a group of very wise entities, very advanced entities, more advanced than guides, and they are there to provide counsel, guidance, and support. Now, despite the formality of their name, Council of Elders, It's actually described that they are very loving and compassionate and patient and supportive. So some may picture a room full of judges and a judgment of some sort, but it's not that at all. They're really there to offer their guidance and support and love and to help keep you on track as needed. So they do play an important role in our lives and how we're able to fulfill our life's purpose but in a very loving and compassionate sense.
1: So what else does Jason or the Pegasus or anybody else suggest that you do now in this session since you're with them? So Jason just put his hands on my shoulders and we take a deep breath. And he's just
2: telling me that we got this. And that will I remind other people that they aren't alone. He's reminding me that I'm not alone. And that everything that I sense or feel is right. And that I'm connected well. You can tell that he's trying to make me feel better as far as my doubts
1: I have a question for Jason since he's here with us I'm going to be on Laura's podcast soon ask him what it is that he would like us to be able to really get across to the people listening that we as guides exist that
2: this whole world of love and support exists that they don't have to do life alone life is meant to
1: be art but it's not meant to be done alone so does he have advice on how we can get this across to them. By sharing experiences like
2: this, Laura will share her experience. You can share your experience. Talk about what you see when you connect to the other side. Talk about what your clients see when they connect to the other side, because it's part of bridging the gap between this world and that world it's like there's a missing piece people are starting to understand and they're starting to feel like there might be something more than they can see but people need to hear now that what they feel is true is actually true and by hearing about your experiences, people's experiences. You're gonna to start to reach the people who you meant to and they will start to believe it. And when people start to believe that there's another side, a world of love, support, guidance, it helps to strengthen their intuition and allows those guides to work more efficiently in their lives. There's a lot of people who are turned off right now and just aren't connecting to the wall or block and the
1: guides or his overall sense of frustration they can't get through. So ask Jason and Pegasus and everyone else if there's anyone else that they would like you to connect with now if there's any other issues blocks that need to be addressed
2: seems to be sort of reaching into the pit of my stomach and helping pull out the the roots of what's remaining of what causes
1: some anxiety in this life but other than that it feels complete and is all of that been taken out of the pit of your stomach Yes. So is there anything else that you would like to ask Jason or that he would like to tell you?
2: He's telling me that my psychic mediumship
1: connection can be stronger only if I want it to. And I do want it to. So can he help you make it like that now? Yeah, he says, yeah, I guess so. Is there anything that you have to do to make it stronger?
2: No, it just seems like he's just touching my third eye, doing something. I don't know what, but he seems to be taking care of it.
1: He's totally an amazing guide, isn't he? Yes, I'm very lucky. And is there anything more? No, I feel like he's ready to let me go back all right well I would like to tell him thank you very very much for being with us and helping you so much and helping me help you so much he's nodding and saying it's my pleasure thank you so it's okay with Laura if I bring her back then yes our foreheads are touching right now and our energy
2: is like swirling around each other as we're going to not say goodbye, but leave this space.
1: Okay, as you begin now to leave the high realm of your soul mind and the beautiful existence of the spirit world between your lives on earth, I want you to remember this loving world is always with you. Everything we've talked about, all your thoughts, your memories, your insights, your healings, will be retained to help and empower you as you complete the remainder of this current life with renewed energy and purpose. Allow this all-knowing knowledge to settle calmly within your conscious mind and proper perspective. Allow yourself to now feel completely whole as a single person that is you. Your immortal self is now completely joined with your human self as a single unit as you now begin to return back through the tunnel of time to the present.
0: What followed this part was Jerry bring me back into my physical body into the present very gently since I had been in that hypnotic state for about four hours at that point. So it was an amazing experience. And it's interesting that I remembered a lot of the events that happened in the part one episode of this session. And I have vague memories of what I captured here in part two of the series. To me, that's an interesting observation that when I was actually in between lives, speaking with my guides and everyone else there, that when I came back to the physical, didn't really have much memory of it. And to be honest, didn't even want to really revisit it until... I started working on this episode. So it was a very, just an interesting observation that I made there, but it was a great experience. I would absolutely recommend it to anybody who is curious or looking for answers or comfort or guidance, whatever your case may be, if this is something that you are considering, then I would recommend a Life Between Lives session, hands down. It was an amazing experience and going back and listening to the recording, it just brings it all back again. The warm feelings that I had, the visitation that I had with Jason and my puppies, well, my geriatric puppies that had passed and my higher self and all these entities that I got to visit with words of encouragement and guidance and validations and all of that was absolutely wonderful to be able to experience. So again, hands down, I would recommend this to anybody. Would I do this again? Yes, I would. I don't feel the need to have to anytime soon, but if the time were to arise, I would absolutely do it again. And I will have Jerry's information in the show notes if you guys are interested in connecting with her, whether it's to just ask questions about how the session works, whether you'd like to book a session with her, please feel free to reach out. But otherwise, I hope that this was either educational or entertaining or validating or whatever it is that it was meant to be for you. I hope that that's what it was. And I want to thank you for being on that journey with me. And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always.